welcome to the first episode of the Wit Wednesday pod. We're so glad that you've tuned in and we hope that you will join us each Wednesday as we drop interviews with accomplished alumni and professionals in all areas of study that are ready to share their journey with you. My name is Heath Queen from the Office of Career and Professional Development in the Compass Suite Success Center at Wittenberg University. While our first episode is slightly longer, most of these will be between 10 and 15 minutes and will be great to listen to on your commute to your internship, over lunch, or maybe even breakfast in the morning. Regardless of when or how you listen, we hope that these help spark ideas and give you tools to further your professional preparedness. We hope you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Tigers? Today on the Wit Wednesday podcast, we're talking about the importance of having mentors and how mentorship can add value to your vocational journey along the way. And joining us to talk about this for the first ever Wit Wednesday podcast, calling in from all the way across the ocean in London, England, is a good friend, Callan Swain. Callan is a 2016 graduate of Wittenberg with a degree in marketing and Spanish. And Callan started her career in sales with the Pepsi company. Uh, and Callan currently serves as a market manager for the Expedia Group in the UK. Callan is an excellent person to talk about all things mentorship as she's been a mentee and a mentor, participates in mentorship programs through Expedia, and even has been working with Madeline Kraft and our team in the Department of Business to get a mentorship program off the ground there for juniors. So we're excited to hear what Callan has to say. And Callan, we're so excited to, to have you with us today. And welcome to the pod and congrats on being featured on episode one. What an honor. I'm so excited. Before we kind of dive deep, I wonder if you could just give us a little bit of a quick snapshot of your career from the Pepsi company to Expedia and, and what, what you're kind of up to today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks so much for, for having me on. Really excited to be the first episode. Um, yeah, I started, just like you said, uh, graduated from WIT in 2016 with a marketing and Spanish double major. Um, I flew out to Seattle and I, as I landed a role with PepsiCo, um, and that was a, it was in sales, but it was also more of a manager development program. So, um, really, really good skills to learn in terms of selling, understanding B2B businesses, understanding consumers and how to, uh, make sure that you're marketing to them and, you know, merchandising product towards them. So that was a really good uh, first step. Then moved over to uh, Expedia because I was uh, really wanted to find a company that I was passionate about, and that was travel. So I uh, ended up staying with Expedia in Seattle, then moving to Hawaii and here in London, England. And so now my job is to work with hotels um, in all those different areas right now in Manchester, um, which is a big football, not soccer, big football um, city. And so I uh, talked to them about revenue management, marketing, um, all of the things under the sun. And so it sits underneath the account management umbrella, but we'll be moving to New York, moving into L&D space uh, and more into performance consulting for Expedia. So exciting move. Oh, no, that's great. We're, we're excited to have you a little closer. That'll be great to, to, <laughs> to, to see you back in the States. Um, how have things been for you uh, in light of the pandemic over there and uh, what's been going on in, in, in England? Yeah, it's, it's been very different than the U.S. I can tell you that um, just FaceTiming family and listening to the daily uh, in terms of podcasts and, and what's happening. But um, things are finally starting to open up. We were under strict lockdown for about five months where we couldn't go out of our houses or go more than a mile away from our homes, which was pretty intense. But it's been great to see all of the amazing, you know, tourist destinations without any tourists there. So <laughs> things open back up. Economy is boosting. The pubs are open. It's great. Oh, that's great. 
Well, kind of shifting over to, to our topic for today, you know, I think the concept of mentoring, mentorship, it can kind of seem a little elusive at times because um, people mean a lot of things when they say, I, I have a mentor, I am a mentor, I'm looking for a mentor. When, when you think of what having a mentor means in a professional setting, what do you think that looks like? Yeah, that's a great question, Keith. I think for many young professionals, the idea of mentorship doesn't seem like something that they can really, or even myself, that I felt like I could see myself in as a young professional, because uh, you're still trying to figure out what industry you want to be in, what you want to do. You're still trying to build up credibility wherever you're going. But that's something that I think is a common misconception. And looking back at my time at WIT, I really wish I would have worked more on finding people who could be my mentors as I moved into professional careers. So what does that look like from, from a professional standpoint? Um, there's different types of mentors, which is the first really important thing to know. There's your traditional mentor, who is usually someone who is older than you and who has uh, more experience maybe in the topic that you want to learn about. There's peer mentors, which are people, I would, I would call you my peer mentor, Heath. You're somebody who's my age, who is going through the same things that I'm going through, and we can bounce ideas off of each other. How would you handle this? How would you do this? Then there's sponsors. And so sponsors are people who are significantly higher than you in terms of experience and in terms of level, and they can actually help you get to the next step in your career. So it's somebody who'd be sitting in a room saying, hey, Heath, I think that, uh, you know, Heath would be the best person to take over this next role. And those are the people that really help you grow your career. So it's not just all put on you. So those are the three different types. There's also coaches, which is a different topic, but um, those are different things that you should absolutely look into and be able to look around and identify who those people are that can help you reach your goals professionally and personally. Oh, no, that's great. I love the the kind of separation. A lot of people don't think of mentors as also having some among their peers who can look kind of in a, you know, 360 way at, at each other's work and each other's, you know, professional journeys and, and provide advice and feedback on, on what they're seeing on a day-to-day basis. So that's that's a great addition to, uh, to the concept of mentorship. So thanks for bringing that up. I'm wondering if you have any like thoughts about why a student at this point in their college journey, um, while they're in college, while they're studying, maybe doing an internship, why should they even be thinking about starting to form a relationship with a mentor at this point um, right now while they're, while they're currently at Wittenberg? Yeah, that's, a, that's another great question. And I think it's something that people have to really experience for themselves. And a lot of times they get past that point and look back and say, wow, I really should have been doing this a lot earlier. So, you know, going in, into college and going into university, networking um, is not usually something that is like top of mind, but it is something that those who do network, you can tell that they do because they have many steps ahead of the rest of the people who are starting out at square one. So first is you'll get insight into what your life is going to look like. You'll be more prepared. What can I expect on this role? What can I expect in this industry? What are my options? That's the first thing you can know. The second thing is you can get valuable advice. What has this person gone through? How, what are the mistakes that they made that will, that you don't want to make again, that they're trying to make sure you don't make so you can go further in your career and more success. So those are the two really big things I would, I would keep top of mind. Um, and it helps you grow your network, which will lead to new career opportunities and it'll also lead to more success in your career. So it's the only thing that, uh, you know, that you're losing is your time by giving it to other people to be able to network, which is not a bad thing at all. 
Uh, that's great. And I think also having someone just to soundboard ideas and, and things off of as you're trying to reflect and think about what your vocational path might look like in the future. Just having someone who's outside of your day-to-day circle is even helpful to just pitch ideas to and to pitch things that you're thinking about that, that, that you know is going to give you some some objective feedback maybe that, that, that you might not get from those who, who are around you. That That's great. I'm wondering, Count, if you could share a little bit about your, you know, personal experience with either a mentor you currently have or one you've had in the past, um, you know, either through the Expedia program or uh, a Wittenberg alum who's mentored you. Um, How has that been helpful? What's the experience been like? What connections have you made? All of those types of things. Yeah, so I take a little bit of a unconventional approach to, to having mentors, and I've instituted this idea of a mentor board. So instead of having one mentor, which many people think you should only have one, I have decided to make a board of at least five. So I will, I have a a table that I usually fill out. And this is something that we constantly use at Expedia. And I present onto many different teams across uh, Expedia or because we're a global company about being able to put the people who are in your life that uh, you see as mentors or as people who you can trust and you can talk to the skills that they have and then how they can help you get to your goals. So at any point in time, I have at least five people that I consider mentors and I go through them depending on what I want to accomplish. So if it's a personal thing, like moving across the country, who do I know that has done this and how can I ask them for help or ask for advice? If it's career, if it's a personal like side work project that I wanna do. So um, I have people from WIT, absolutely, that I've kept in touch with, people from Expedia, people who I've met just like out at a pub that I've, you know, grown a relationship with, who are, you know, entrepreneurs, who are, uh, you know, actresses and singers. Everybody has something that they can bring to the table. It just, you need to find value in that and map it out to where you are utilizing the people around you the best you can. So um, yes, I have a lot of great mentorship relationships um, and I'm always excited to continue to bring new people onto my board and give other people time off. Kind of working off of that. So five people on a board, that's a lot of people, a lot of time that that people are giving to you. Uh, And I'm wondering how how might you thank them or show the gratitude to them for for the time that they spend and, and, and mentoring you um, and, and providing, you know, value to your professional journey along the way. I know people naturally get, get something out of talking about their experience, but how do you kind of give back to them and, and, and show your gratitude to that? Well, I think the big thing is passing it on. Um, so just because I'm a mentee doesn't mean that I can't be a mentor. So who are the new people coming into Expedia that need help, that need guidance? And a lot of times mentors get a ton out of being mentors as well. It's not just for the mentees because they'll look at a situation different. Maybe being people managers themselves, they can relate to the people they're managing to the issues that you're bringing. So uh, that's one big thing. The other thing is being very respectful of their time. So having a mentor isn't something where you need to meet every week. You don't even need to meet every few months. Sometimes it's just a one-off where it's, hey, I have this question. Can I please reach out to you? So it's being respectful to them and becoming coming prepared with any questions you have or topics when you do meet with them. That is the best way to give back and best way to thank them. And if it's a, you know, a super close mentor, really kind of making sure that you're following their careers. So if they get a promotion, if something exciting happens, send them a note, send them flowers, if you have that type of relationship. But it's a true friendship, and it's something you should absolutely be dialed into. 
Oh, that's great. And thinking about, you know, receiving feedback from five, six, however many people you have on your, your mentor board, how do you kind of reflect on all of that feedback, synthesize it? Um, how, how do you kind of uh, take in all that, you, that you're hearing and receiving and, and, and talking about with all those individuals and kind of uh, process it yourself? Yeah, that's, that's a, a great question that I think everyone is con- consistently has to work on. So the first is having a growth mindset. Um, and that's knowing that there's nothing that you're perfect at. There's nothing that you are 100% the expert at. You have to be vulnerable to know that there's always ways that you can improve yourself and to think of feedback as a blessing especially coming from different areas and different cultures where giving feedback is not as common uh, as it is in American culture where people can say things directly. Uh, I've, I've really grown to have an appreciation for people who are able to give me constructive feedback or even criticism because that's something that uh, I can always think of in the back of my head and kind of tailor what I'm doing uh, in the future to, to make me more successful. Speaking of feedback, I think feedback is kind of one of those things that may scare people away from being a mentor, critique, feedback. Um, you know, it, it takes some time to, to, to learn how to receive feedback and, and, to, and to have a mindset of, of, uh, of how to receive feedback while assuming, no, uh, assuming positive intent when, when someone might be giving us, you know, something we need to work on or telling us that maybe we should think about this a different way or pro- approach this a different way. How, how have you learned to, you know, experience receiving that feedback in a mentorship and, and how did you use some of the feedback that you've been given by your mentors and how did you become comfortable with, with the feedback that you were receiving? Yeah. So I think the first thing to know, and, it, and it's kind of, hard to be able to imagine coming out of university because you've just been in school for 12 years. So you haven't really had a chance that you've had to prove yourself. And there, there will be times in everyone's career where they don't get the feedback that they need in order to get to the next step. And they are, you know, interviewing for a role and then someone comes back to them and says, hey, you, do, you don't have X, Y, and Z. And you'll think, why did nobody tell me this? I could have been working on this. But instead, what you can do is consistently ask for feedback. So always be willing to ask the feedback. Don't wait for someone just to give it to you. So put yourself into an open mindset to where you're ready to receive that. Um, There's many times that I've had mind-blowing feedback that I couldn't believe that anybody uh, had not told me prior. So now every time I uh, ask for feedback, usually to my manager at the end of a one-on-one, I'll say, is there anything that you need, that I need to know that's going to help me from achieving my goals? Is there anything that I'm consistently doing that is keeping me from the next step? And it's that that's it's always giving that open time for people to give their honest feedback. And then sometimes you may not agree with it, but no matter what, someone thinks that it is something you should know. So it's valuable. So that's just a way to kind of go through that and to internalize it. And some things you may agree with, some things you may not, but it's it's a gift. Feedback is a gift. That's great. I kind of want to shift now uh, just to some practical questions for for the students who are listening and and thinking about uh, beginning to think about getting a mentor, finding a mentor. How how should they, you know, some are take some students this summer taking internships, some are taking the summer off, some are uh, doing a mix of both. And how how would you recommend these students listening in uh, to begin finding a mentor, thinking about securing a mentor, or reaching out and networking with those who might serve as mentors in the future how, how how would you recommend them go about that well i think something that's that's a close story personal to my to my heart a personal story close to my heart there we go um so one of the reasons why i chose wittenberg is because i was able to have my hands in a bunch of different 
hats are in a bunch of different buckets. I was on a, I was on the volleyball team. I was in a sorority. I was part of as many things I could possibly fit into my schedule, but that unfortunately did not help me in securing an internship prior to uh, to graduating because I was um, playing volleyball or because I was doing spring things, other things that I couldn't possibly get an internship for. So I didn't really have that network to help me uh, land a job right out of WIT. So what I did is decided to go on LinkedIn and connect with five WIT alum every month and just set up one-on-one informational. So that's the first best way that you can start to network with, with different people, find a commonality, put time on their calendar, ask them questions. Ask them questions like Heath is asking me now. Everyone loves to talk about themselves and all the things they've accomplished. So that's the first thing. Second thing is find mentorship programs. They're everywhere. I'm in, I've created this one, obviously, at Expedia. We're doing one right now at uh, Wittenberg, which is amazing. Um, but there's also external ones where it's like women in tech, or maybe if you're super interested and passionate about something, it's there's a group where you can find somebody who is more senior than you who's doing the same thing, and they can become your sponsor. I'd say the first thing you need to do prior to finding a mentor is map out your goals. What do you want to accomplish? What do you think this person can help you accomplish? And then go from there and find people who align with those goals and then reach out to them, start a relationship. And that's how mentorship happens. Oh, that's great. And for the students who are listening, you might think about like local industry organizations, trade organizations, um, uh, organizations focused around your major. Think that organizations like the American Medical Association or the, the Columbus Chamber of Commerce or, you know, those are the types of organizations that may have specified mentorship programs in your community, in your major field um, that, that you might be able to, to, to tap into even outside of the Wittenberg community. And I love that. I love the, the Wittenberg alumni piece as well. Um, well, alumni are always willing and, and so excited to help uh, current Tigers when they're when they're going through their time at Wittenberg. And we're actually going to have a, a, a podcast on informational interviewing in a few weeks. Uh, and so tune back in. Uh, I know Callan mentioned reaching out and getting in contact and just having some conversations with alumni. Uh, informational interviewing will be a great uh, way to, to begin having some of those conversations and that, that podcast will be, will be coming soon. Uh, as for just some, some last uh, uh, questions on practical means of setting up a mentorship. What, what should students look for in a mentor uh, the, the, as they're trying to, you know, identify alumni or professionals working in the field? Um, and you mentioned a little bit about how often uh, mentorships might want to meet earlier in the podcast, but for students at this point during the summer, as they begin to come back in the fall, how often do you think a, a student and their mentor should try to meet if, if there's any benchmark there? Yeah, absolutely. I think the first thing to look for in a mentor is is um, what their experience is. So maybe what if it, they work for a company that you're super interested in. Um, we have some phenomenal Wittenberg alum from like executives at Twitter to people working at LinkedIn, Facebook. And I know those are some big ones, but even looking at like uh, consulting agencies or for the nurses that are, that are at Wittenberg, people who work at these different hospitals to help secure jobs and things like that. So I would look at their experience and, and what they're doing right now. And if that interests you, just to give you a wider, higher view of, of the industry you want to work in and what that world looks like in a professional sense. I think in terms of meeting people, um, it, it really depends on what point you are in your life. There's some mentors that I put on a cadence of calendar lock for every month because it's something that's really relevant and something that I, I need help with right away. I had a mentor as I was uh, graduating from WIT and I was really nervous about not having a job secured, which I still graduated without one, which is totally fine. 
some people get jobs, some people don't. It just has to do with timing, but you will secure a job is the point of that story. Um, but I met with my mentor every week and we went through my resume. We went through my LinkedIn profile and we talked about the types of companies and why I wasn't getting interviews or if I did get an interview, why, like how well I did and what things I would change. So it's that coaching aspect of it where you really do have all the answers inside, but you just would love to have someone to like bounce ideas off of. So that can be every week, that can be every month, that could be five times a year, however long you want. I would just absolutely set that expectation from the beginning of meeting your mentor. And then after that, uh, everything is much more clear with communication. So. Oh, that's great. Well, well, Callan, I think that's all the time we have for today. Any last thoughts you'd like to share with the students who are tuning in about mentorships or the importance of, of mentoring for your, for your professional life? Yeah, absolutely. I say get into it now. Find people that inspire you. Find people um, who you're really interested in what they have to do and, and what they're doing in their lives and, and ask them. Ask them about their, about their experience, about their lives and ask if they'll be your mentor because that is something that you are going to reap the benefits um, of for future years to come. And hopefully you give it back to Wittenberg as passing on the light. Uh, passing on the light. That's a great place to end for the first <laughs> Wednesday pod. Callan, thank you so much for, for giving us of your time today and, and stopping by to talk a little bit about mentorships. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing you back in the U.S. here in a, in a little bit of time and uh, uh, hope you uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks. Take care. Thanks, Heath. Well, that's a wrap on today's pod. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 12 p.m. as another episode drops with another amazing alum ready to share their journey with you. If you haven't subscribed yet, be sure to do so wherever you get your podcasts.